0: Welcome to the Park Drive podcast. Can you believe it? We're already at episode number five. And yes, Josh, I wore this shirt again just for you. I thought it would be funny since I got so many comments on the last episode. We're here today with Leanne Gentry, our director of children's ministry, and we're going to get to know you a little bit. It's your turn. You know, you've gotten all this time to be thinking about what you wanted to say, and here we are. So, so here we're rolling, uh. Tell us about your life before ministry, uh, specifically before ministry here in Eastern Shore. What have you done all this time, and just what's your background? Just kind of help us understand you.
1: Right. Well, I went to college and got a degree in graphic art. I always just loved that sort of thing, and God just put that on my heart to, to do because I wanted to be home with the kids. And that was something, once you start freelancing, you're home with the kids. Yeah. So um, I worked in industry for several years until we started having babies, and um, then I was fortunate enough to be able to work for different companies, different individuals. A lot of it started coming from different ministries, and I worked many, many years doing um, Sunday school curriculum, camp posters, getting involved in all kinds of church work, a lot of it youth ministry, Um, And then that evolved into helping uh, edit books, you know, designing book covers and various things like that. And then that ended up me working with a um, youth evangelist, a speaker. Um, So I did manage his office, his calendar, his events. um, And all all along the way, I was able to work hours so that I was always home with the kids after school. So it was really just a tremendous blessing that God gave us so that I could basically be a stay-home mom, sure, but still work.
0: And still do a lot of ministry stuff, too. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's great. It's always good to have a good working environment and to have you know the time and the flexibility that you want to be able to have, so that's great. So speaking of your family, tell us how you met your husband, Reeks.
1: Well, I um, convinced my dad to let me go to Troy State University for two marching seasons simply to be in the band. So that's the, my last semester there, um, my roommate and I had not spent any time together. So we decided we'd have a girls' night out. Well, next thing I know, she's picking me up and there's this guy in the back seat. What? So the three of us go, we pick up some groceries, so we go to my cousin's apartment, we cook dinner. And next thing I know, I go home and I tell my mom, I'm. I had met the man I'm gonna marry, and it was race gentry. So, several years later, we get married and start our life, and here we are, you know, 40, almost 41 years later. But a blind date.
0: Well, at least you didn't hire him like Bryant did (laughs) with his wife, you know. (laughs) So, all kinds of stories here, all kinds of stories. So, so tell us about your kids and your grandkids, and uh, I know you got a few.
1: A few, yes. We, Rice and I, had four children together, ourselves, With from, let's see, they're 11 years apart, start to finish. Our oldest just turned 37. Um, the next one is 35, maybe.
0: <laughs> uh, you know, it doesn't matter <laughs> yeah, at this point, me, right? Yeah, so
1: you get old. And, uh, 30, and the baby's about to turn 26. They're all married. Uh, we've got five grandbabies between them all. Uh, five and under and we're just living that life of come home, come home, come home. So um, one, a little funny story about that is um, several years ago we all went to Asheville for a summer vacation together and one night we were sitting around the dinner table and my, one of my daughter-in-law said, hey why don't we go around the table and tell everybody what our last meal would be if we were on death row. Interesting
0: conversation.
1: Yes. So they all start telling these, you know, mentioning these fabulous meals that they remembered, you know, that they had, that that would be their final meal. Then they get to race, and he says, I would want to have fried pork chops, rice, and gravy. And everyone's looking at him like, why? When you can have anything. And then he turns to me and says, do you know why? And all of a sudden, I remember that meal we cooked back in college on that blind date was pork chops and wow. rice and gravy. What a romantic. I know. I thought probably the most romantic thing he's ever said.
0: So Go, go race.
1: Good yeah. job. Good
0: job. Well, that's awesome. So what do you like about Eastern Shore Baptist Church, about the community, and uh, just... The job in general.
1: Well, I have to say it's probably one of my most fun jobs. You know, the best thing about this community, of course, for me, being children's director, is the children. You know, I've always loved children. I, I love hugs. I love conversations. I, that's probably why we had four. I really think I'm going to be that old grandmama on the porch in her rocking chair, and my one regret will be not having had more children. <laughs> Because I do thoroughly love all these kids and their moms and dads. But, you know, when I hear the moms and dads say, oh, you know, my son loves you or my daughter just loves you, I'm like, yes, I Did something that. right. Yes, I love that part <laughs> of it, my favorite part. So tell us about your
0: hobbies. I understand you've got some art in your background. Uh, what, what all do you like to do for
1: fun? Well, we, race and I together, are very creative. We're DIYers. We bought our house, um, what, 10, nine years ago, and it was a house that had been foreclosed on. So needless to say, it had a lot of damage, a lot of love needed to go into it. And we have, over the course of these past few years, slowly renovated every room in that house. We're down to one small bathroom, but we've done everything else. We've done, the majority, I would say we've done 98% of it ourselves. I can't even tell you how much floor tile I have laid, but it's a lot. And uh, right now we're renovating a little um, shed in our backyard to make it into a bunkhouse because our family comes home that week have Thanksgiving. And everyone needs a place to stay and be comfortable. Um, So, you know, what we're doing is... Not for us, it's for our kids, so they all love each other, they want to come to Cookie's house and uh, we're making room for them.
0: So I envision the the HGTV, got the computer program (laughs) and well the refrigerator is going to go over here and the...
1: Well I'm still a little old school, I pull out my grid paper actually, (laughs) do all my measurements, cut out all the shapes and do my arrangements. We've done that. But it's so funny. Even the girls, when they moved into the dorms at, at school, we would call the school and we, yeah, we'd yep. grid it out and place that room. But yeah, can't I, mess it up that way. I mean. I know. I'm still doing that. Yeah, it it's works. That mm-hmm. It works.
0: And it's a lot cheaper, probably. <laughs> well, we're going to take a little break and then we'll talk specifically about the children's ministry here at Eastern Shore and kind of just share the vision and, and learn more about what's going on. So we'll be right back. And we're back. So, uh, Leanne, tell us about opportunities for children and parents to plug into the children's ministry here at Eastern Shore Baptist Church.
1: Right. We have several um, opportunities that parents can join us in our ministry. One that's coming up right now is the um, Christmas Family Celebration, which is basically a self-led journey to the birth of Jesus. So parents can come and actually lead their own children through all the different stations and um, reach the stable where Jesus was born. And of course, we're going to have to top it all off with a giant um, gingerbread house decorating contest, which is always fun. That'll be fun. So just joining in when we have a family ministry opportunity like that, parents can participate. Also, we always are in need of volunteers to fill in and help a Sunday school class, or to, you know, at the last minute, serve pizza on Wednesdays, uh, set up tables. as you know, short little commitments that really if you just pop in and say, hey, you need help on a Wednesday? Yeah, set up so, some tables. So walk
0: us through like a Sunday morning. Uh, okay. Let's say there's a new parent that, uh, they, they came to a service one Sunday and they said, hey, I'm gonna do the whole thing next week. Mm-hmm. What, what are they to expect?
1: First thing is to come through Kid Check, so that we can gather your information, get you in the in the system, so we have name tags printed out. Um, then you will be walked to whatever age group Sunday school class your child is in, whether it's you know birth through sixth grade. Uh, you will be introduced to your Sunday school leaders. The we make friends. We introduce you to friends, so that your child's not just you know, randomly sitting in a chair at some table. They're going to be next to a buddy. Um, After Sunday school class, they all come down and we gather in the hallway as parents come and gather their children back for worship. Um, We all go to worship together with our families, but children ages kindergarten through third grade have children's church, the second, third, fourth, and fifth Sundays. And when that happens, you'll see me stand up. You know, after worship, and all the kids will just gather with me and we'll go to worship in children's church on our own. And basically what we teach there is the exact scripture that Stuart's teaching to the, to the adults. Just kind of bring
0: it down a little bit. Yeah.
1: And we uh, throw in object lessons. We throw in a craft or a drama or games. I will have a video or two. But I always teach the same scripture Verbally and then we might back it up with a video that illustrates it a little more for the kids to understand it um, And then parent will parents will come down and get their children following church
0: Okay, great So uh, you talked about a Christmas uh, Event we just finished the uh, the fall festival uh, This this past Sunday and uh, so tell us how that went
1: the fall festival is Really and truly one of our biggest events that we have we had over 500 people register with us, plus our volunteers. So, um, VBS is another big one that we have. We last year we had about 150 children come and 150 volunteers worked it. So, those are our two biggest ones. This past fall festival was just magnificent. We had 20 cars, we had games, we had a hayride. Salvation was. Shared with everybody from on the hayride, bouncy houses. I think. And candy. It, oh, and candy! <laughs> yes, lots of candy.
0: Well, so ran time. out of candy. Yeah, well, you know, it was a good time. I know that just looking around, there was a, a, quite a buzz going on. So. Yes,
1: it's an excellent way to reach the community. So,
0: what do you feel is the greatest need in your ministry area right now?
1: I would say the greatest need is parental involvement. Whether you're a young parent or a very old parent or a grandparent, we can use any parent. We can use non-parents. We can use anybody. Um, volunteers would be one of the things you know that that we we need. We need. Mm-hmm.
0: So I guess that would be like birth through all the way up to sixth grade. Sixth grade.
1: Mm-hmm. And we're only taught, if we had enough volunteers, like the volunteers I have for Children's Church, they only work three times a year. So
0: The more people get involved, the, the
1: more people we get yeah. involved, the fewer times you have to work. That's the key.
0: So true. So true. Well, uh, just to kind of wrap things up, I've asked this question of everybody else. Uh, what is uh, your most embarrassing moment, or just, you know, an embarrassing <laughs> moment, if you will?
1: Well, one of the fun things that we do in children's church is object lessons. And sometimes I try them out at home, and sometimes I don't. Um, Majority of the times they all work, but this one time had to do with eggs. And I know all the kids will never forget this because I wasn't gonna be the one to walk on eggs. I brought in Mr. Race to walk on my eggs. And of course, I told him it was an easy thing to do. The eggs wouldn't crack you know they wouldn't break just you know just take your you can even keep your socks on you know easy easy thing well we probably should have invested in more eggs and practiced at home because he cracked every egg and of course had to throw his socks away walk around without socks which is like one of my pet peeves but um It was, it it bombed, but the kids loved it. They were like, oh, let me try, let me try. But of course, they were all cracked by then. But maybe next summer, maybe next summer I'll pull out eggs and let the kids do it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So whatever the point was, it didn't really matter. It didn't work.
1: Right, right. It was all about those eggs at that point.
0: Well, Leanne, thanks so much for, for joining us today and uh, wrapping up episode number five here on the Park Drive Podcast. So, if you haven't already, like and subscribe, and we've got more content coming your way. So, thanks again for joining us today. Have a great one.